Living the Truth is a podcast for creative humans who don't like to fit in a box, who have multiple passions to follow, who are curious and eager to forge their own path in their own unique, messy, and human way, who are ready to make things happen on their own terms and in their own time. This is a safe space for honest, deep, and meaningful conversations about living your truth out loud as a creative. ever episode of Living Your Truth podcast. I am Hira Samir Ahmed. I'm an artist, a designer, and a creative coach based in Copenhagen, Denmark. This episode is going to be about my story, why I do what I do, and how I got here, and also me explaining what this podcast is going to be about. I come from what we call the City of Lights, Lahore in Pakistan, and I grew up far away from the big city life. I'm a multi-passionate creative who likes to explore the realms of design, painting, writing, and photography. I graduated as a product designer back in 2012. Oh, that sounds like a long time ago, isn't it? I'm a massive, massive introvert, INFJ, and a socially awkward human being. I also recognize myself as a highly sensitive person and a philomath, which is a fancy word for saying that I love learning new things. My mother recalls that I used to play in the garden outside and arrange, rearrange fallen leaves and patterns and call her from the inside to show the art pieces I had made. I don't remember it. I was probably too small to remember it. She said I could spend hours and hours doing just that. Sounds blissful. I long for that similar kind of blissful, unapologetic living. I remember falling in love with painting, the materials, colors, patterns, and the way I was good at drawing, and how much I really enjoyed it. For me, it was the definition of pure joy. But whenever someone used to ask me what I would like to be when I grew up, my reply was always, I want to be a doctor. Back then, I didn't know art could be pursued as a career. I was totally in awe of my father's profession and the way I saw him constantly trying his best to serve people. I'm the ambitious type who wanted to play her part in making this world a better place and the empathetic one who wanted to make a difference with her existence. When I did learn that art could be a real career, I was devastated as it wasn't one of the honorable approved by the society ones. I believe the lies that art is just something you do as a hobby in your spare time. It could be a luxury but not a real career. There is a part of me who never, never liked following the shoots in life. I used to think that part of me was something that I needed to get rid of, let go of, as I was a people pleaser and it was standing in my way of fitting in. The more I grow older, the more I realize how I don't want my life to look like. What I did want it to look like was still a mystery, but I was open to trying something that was different. I'm a strong believer in listening to yourself and understanding when your intuition points out. This is not the kind of life I want to be living. To be really honest with you, I had this belief that whatever I'm going to put my heart and mind into, I will figure it out. So I chose to follow my curiosities instead. I accepted that I'm passionate about creating colors, 
bringing my imagination into reality and being able to express myself in a way that was authentic to me. Funny thing, before I realized this, I didn't even know there were any art schools that offered degrees in design or art. Talk about living in a box. Maybe because it wasn't on the list of the honorable paths to pursue or maybe because I never saw any such examples growing up. When I decided to give it my all and go for my passion, I kept hearing from almost everyone around me that there is no future in pursuing art or painting as a career. I wanted to study fine arts and I really, really wanted to paint. I ended up studying product design instead. Studying product design was one of the best and bravest decisions I've ever made in my life. I fell in love with the design process, figuring out ways and mediums to express and there I was still helping people by designing products to make their lives simpler and easier. My approach to product design was quite interdisciplinary. While I was choosing my major, I knew in my heart deep down that I wanted to paint, but I didn't. I didn't choose it. I chickened out. I chose to study design instead because I kept hearing that it is not going to make you money. I wanted money. I needed it to elevate my life's quality to become independent and I ended up choosing to study design instead of fine arts as a major. While I was doing my formal design education, I always chose subjects that I knew were going to be in demand when I finally will make it to the job market. Graphic design and photography. I don't regret studying design, but I do miss choosing fine arts as a major. All this time, I didn't paint. I stopped painting even as a hobby. I was so focused on the outcome rather than the process. I was afraid. I kept saving all the materials somewhere safe for the time when I will have time to have a hobby. Over time, those paints, those materials, they became something precious. I was too afraid to try. And I was afraid that I'm, I might end up ruining them. I kept thinking the world doesn't need another person painting flowers. What if my creative passions are not going to make me money? What if I will end up wasting all the materials that I've bought and which have costed me a fortune? I'm not ready to paint yet. I haven't learned enough yet to try the paints, so maybe I will just let them sit there for a while and learn more first. And then try so I don't end up wasting them. I don't know how to properly use them. I don't have time to practice or paint or draw. This one thought stood in my way. A lot. I don't have any formal education in painting. It was fear disguised as lack of skill or knowledge. Well, I graduated and took the path of shiny well-paid jobs. I was beyond happy to become financially stable and independent. When I moved to Copenhagen, Denmark in 2016, I had to leave my job. My husband decided to pursue his master's here and we moved. I was kind of sad and content. I was feeling these conflicting feelings at that time because I really did love my job. I was recently promoted. Even though I loved that job, I was missing having a sense of deeper meaning, purpose and connection to my work. It had started to feel inauthentic to me. I loved creating. I wanted to create just for the sake of creating. 
I loved the process and now the whole process was dependent on me making the perfect product to get the maximum sales. It wasn't the kind of creativity I had longed for and with time that job had become very easy. It wasn't challenging me enough and I was constantly thinking about what side hustle can I start to keep challenging myself as I love to challenge myself. If it wasn't for our move, I probably would have never left that job. That kind of financial security was very important to me, as I'm sure is for many of us. When I arrived here, it was cold and dark winters, and I didn't know anyone. My husband was studying his master's, and I was finding myself desperate to find a job and get back on that career ladder. I wasn't sleeping properly because at the end of my days, I was feeling quite useless. It was like my identity was taken away from me. This was the first time ever in my life that I had to sit with my own thoughts and ask what is it that I really, really want to be doing instead of what I thought I was supposed to be doing or I should be doing. This experience made me a fan of slowing down and a slower but more intentional pace of life. It made me start all over again and simplify. From the need to control everything, it made me embrace letting go of control and enjoy the process more. I realized that I don't want to be doing corporate jobs no matter how well paid they were. But I'd rather be following my curiosity. I started an Instagram account where I was sharing random musings and pictures from my lonely strolls around the countryside. I was reading a lot. I taught myself how to build a website. I was doing freelance graphic design jobs online. I started writing a newsletter. I started a blog. In the beginning, I thought I was going to be a self-help personal development blogger as I always loved reading about psychology and philosophy. To this date, one of my very favorite books is Sophie's World by Justin Gardner. I even started a YouTube channel back then. I was so excited to share what I was reading about and learning with the world. But soon after starting it, I realized it wasn't for me. The introvert in me was not okay with being in front of the camera, as being the highlight. I knew that before as well, but I, but I just really wanted to try it to know for sure. At this time, I was spending loads and loads of time online and I found how it was possible to have a small business online. I thought I was going to build a graphic design service-based business. Then I realized how it wasn't for me. I didn't quite enjoy designing as a bystander for other people. It wasn't really fulfilling my creativity. I took an entirely different route instead. Travel blogging. I know. Nope, it wasn't for me either. I still didn't know what I wanted to be doing for the rest of my life. I thought I had to be just one thing. One thing that I can use as a title and identify myself with. All this time I was writing. I was writing on the blog as a way to hold space for my own creativity. I was sending out letters full of stories of struggles, findings and how I was going about them. Through my writing, I was and I still am exploring how one can cultivate courage and creativity slowly and intentionally and how one can show up as their most authentic and unapologetic version of themselves. 
This year I did a 100 day project of unapologetic painting in April. Moving here acted like the permission slip I had always been in search for. It was new, exciting and challenging at the same time. Previously I never had enough time in my hands to rethink everything that I had built but now all of a sudden everything was changing and I had this opportunity to start all over again. This move allowed me to find the courage to start my creative ventures as an independent creative. I started creating again. For the sake of creating, I realized the societal pressure or checking the boxes wasn't the only thing that, that had been standing in my way. This venture and creating art for the sake of creating led to a better understanding of why I never pursued it ever before. I loved painting ever since I was a little girl, but I never did it. I took all these years to pick up my paintbrush again. Why? I was afraid. I was afraid of failure. I was always waiting to feel ready. I was a perfectionist. I still am a recovering perfectionist. I was procrastinating all these years. Doing it for the corporate world is way more easier than to create art that is authentic to you. I let that guilt of not being creating and not painting all that time consume me. I believed the lies that you have to be just one thing. I was a multi-passionate. I still am one. While I was working for the corporate world, I switched my job title at least five times. All those jobs that I switched were all very different. I was hoping to find the one thing that I would love to be doing for the rest of my life. But maybe that's not how it is supposed to be for people like me who are curious and passionate and want to learn new things and want to keep trying exciting new stuff as they go. Creating makes me feel alive. I am one of those people who cannot not create. If you scroll back on my Instagram, you will be able to see all that evolution through time. All that going around in circles, going through the process of each one of those potential careers, business ideas, and eliminating what wasn't sitting right with me brought me here where I am today. I'm a painter, a writer, a photographer, a creative coach, and now you can call me a podcaster too. Creative coach. It is a completely made up title. Through my personal journey, I have come to deeply understand aspects of the creative process and how one can cultivate the courage and the mindset that's needed to keep showing up as your authentic, unapologetic self and to foster meaningful connection with your creativity. All this time, I kept asking myself, what do I want my work to be about? A little bit of journaling, lots of soul searching and a wee bit of crying, this is what came to the surface for me. Spaces, stories, and experiences. Spaces, holding space for ourselves, our dreams, our hopes, wishes, and aspirations to come to life. Stories, owning our stories, and also uncovering the stories that stand in the way of us creating our best kind of work. Experiences, connecting, sharing, learning, living courageously, and being really present through it all. This is my story of choosing to live a wholehearted creative life. Honestly, I still struggle with imposter syndrome, confidence, fears, and limiting beliefs, and I don't think these fears ever go away. You just become better at dealing with them and start understanding ways you can still show up despite feeling oh so afraid. 
my struggles of all these years with creativity, the creative process, and my creative expression has equipped me with a better understanding of my own self, my own creative process, and the creative mindset. This struggle is what I'm willing to be doing as my one thing for the rest of my life. This is me living my truth out loud. For me, living your truth out loud means that I get to do the things I want to be doing. Less shoulds and more must-dos. My wholehearted creative journey looks like me holding space for, for it all to come to life. That's pretty much it. Following my heart, believing in myself, writing, painting, creating, freedom to choose what I think is best for myself, radical self-acceptance listening to my intuition, feeling my feelings, standing tall, sharing my side of the story, lifelong learning, growing, reframing what's no longer serving me, setting healthy boundaries, living it, experiencing it head on and not simply be a passerby. It is my becoming. Now this is exactly what I help fellow creators with in believing that their stories and ideas are worthy, in living their truth out loud, finding their authentic voice, living true to themselves and building their own lives on their own terms, in their own messy and human way, at a pace that feels right for them, while creating the kind of art they love to create. Living my truth out loud. This particular sentiment, desire and passion stand behind everything I do, online or offline. Living your truth out loud. It seems simple enough. We all aspire to be our most authentic and truest versions of ourselves. The problem comes in when we are a little unsure about what that truth is. This is not to suggest that you don't know what your truth is. I wholeheartedly believe you do. You might just haven't accepted it as your truth yet. As women, we are raised to believe our ideas, experiences, stories or opinions don't matter as much. I used to think that maybe this is only my experience and I blamed my cultural upbringing for that. I have learned by connecting so many wonderful creative women in the online world and this particular thing is what we have, we all have in common. We are so scared to claim some space for ourselves and for the amazing work we are already doing. We constantly try our very best to keep it small, stay on the sidelines, not too loud, not too opinionated and not do anything really and most of the time it is subconscious. I have found myself playing small and also scared of taking up some space that I kept myself busy in doing the busy work and not show up as I wished to because deep down I was scared of what it would look like if I did end up taking some space. It is not just my inner critic whose voice gets louder, it's the set paradigms that I'm so used to of fitting in and not standing out. If you find yourself struggling with something similar, I hope you find comfort in knowing that you are not the only one. What I've learned so far is that when we get to share our stories, we empower people to embrace and share their own stories and by doing so we make beautiful connections and foster new experiences. And that is precisely why it is so important for me to keep showing up in whatever capacity I can despite feeling also afraid. Finding your truth is a journey. You only figure it out when you are willing to embrace that discomfort that is inevitable in a journey like that. 
I came across this quote and it made me understand my own truth a little bit more. This is exactly what I'm trying to do where I'm at in my journey right now. You teach best what you most need to learn. Richard Barr. Here's the thing. Your truth, it doesn't have to be a big scary thing. It could simply just be something pretty normal, mundane or wildly different than anyone else's. Your story, it doesn't have to be extraordinary to matter. The mere fact that it is your story makes it worthy enough of being told and heard. This whole journey, I don't want to tell you that this is easy. It is not. It takes courage and persistence to keep going down that road. No, it is not going to be easy, but it is going to be so worth it. A little more about the first season of this podcast. First season is going to bring you weekly episodes every Monday until the end of this year. There will be stories of 10 creative humans about how they are living their truth out loud in their own unique, messy and human way despite all those struggles. My hope with this first season of the podcast is to bring stories and lived experiences of people to make each and every one of you feel less alone in your struggles and more hopeful in your own journey. I believe in the power of stories. I really do believe owning our stories and loving ourselves through that process is the bravest thing that we will ever do. Sharing our stories and all that messy middle not only allows us to hold space for our own truths, but it also works like a permission to others who might be thinking of something similar but aren't yet finding that courage to embrace it. You don't have to be extraordinary for your story to matter. Your lived experience and how far you have made with what you had matters more. Listening to these stories myself and connecting with such brilliant creative humans made me learn quite a few things. It's made me feel less alone and more hopeful. And now I am so very excited to share this hope with you all too. There will be three different kinds of episodes in this podcast moving forward. Stories of creative humans, coaching and mentoring calls with creatives who are struggling with something that I can share my insights on. Mini solo episodes where I will be sharing my insights about the creative process, the mindset, dealing with creative blocks, fears and such. More than anything, I hope it holds space for you to define success on your own terms and give you permission to follow your curiosity. Your journey doesn't have to look like anyone else's. You are allowed to carve a path of your own on your own terms and in your own way. Today, I want to leave you with this question. What does living a wholehearted creative life look like for you? You can share your answers with me and other listeners over on Instagram by using the hashtag Living Your Truth Podcast as it will help me find you, connect with you and learn more about you too. I'm at Hira S. Ahmed. You can find more about me and the work that I do over on my website, hirasamad.com, H-I-R-A-S-A-H-M-E-D.com. You can also subscribe to my letters where I share a lot more about that messy middle, behind the scenes and tiny little nuggets of inspiration. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It would really help me and the podcast if you take a moment to subscribe and review the podcast. If you like the episode, you can share it with a friend and I will catch you next time.